Good morning, friends. As I look around in this room today, I wonder, how is it that I got invited to do this? And I say thank you. So often in my life, I've been reminded that I'm not alone, that there's a great cloud of witnesses on this journey of life holding one another up through the power and strength of prayer. My grandmothers are two of those people that have prayed for me probably since before my parents were even pregnant. I'm grateful for those loving hearts and hands that they've always known the one that I first belonged to, the Father in heaven. The prayers are even more breathtaking to me when I get to hear them. And so there have been a few times throughout my life that my mom has has written a prayer and an email to me because she knows that that's powerful. And as I read the words, I'm touched by her love. My mom, who I respect so dearly, who has offered lavish, unconditional love to me throughout my life, who has cared for me in practical ways, my mom and my father, offering loving kindness, but also just the simple things of life. They're not only reliable and trustworthy, but I've experienced truth-speaking, grace, and fidelity through them. And so as we come to this prayer that Jesus prayed over you and me today, I find myself amazed. Jesus himself is praying for you and I, trusting God the Father who has entrusted us to him. Wow. It's a whole nother depth, isn't it? So he begins with his closest and dearest friends, the disciples who he's mentored and walked with. He prays for them, and he eventually prays for all of the world. This is where our scripture begins this morning. All of those who will one day come to believe the testimony of Jesus Christ, sent by God the Father, through the love and lives of the believers before them. That's us, friends. That's us. It's one thing to be touched by the words of prayer from our friends and our family, but our God. Can you imagine, as John was sitting there listening to him pray for them, what might have gone through his mind? What a blessed gift that he must have been given to hear this powerful prayer. The very first chapter of John begins with, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being is in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. This word, my friends, is Jesus Christ, united with the Father Almighty. Kind Father, as he was referred to yesterday. And they are one, the Father and the Son, and the Son in us. All throughout the book of John, we hear Jesus refer to the Father as the provider of all things and the connector. We hear Jesus say things like, I speak only the words that he has given me. And I do the things the Father has sent for me to do. And if you know me, you know the Father. 
And yet they each have their own identities. Jesus in flesh dwelt among us. The Father, creator, creator, alpha, omega, beginning and the end. The one who Jesus sits beside on the throne, the one who offers words and actions to Jesus. Two separate identities and yet one God, distinctly unique and yet one in heart, word, and purpose. Jesus even refers earlier in the prayer to the people, first being the fathers. He who has been given to Jesus. These are the ones that Jesus prays for. To be united so closely to one another, the son was left alone on this earth, was not left alone on this earth, sent for a purpose and a mission to live, that they would know the love of the Father. Yes, but he was never left on an island alone. He always had a parachute. And so, friends, I now tell you, you are not alone because you have a God who prays for you, a God who knows you and believes in you being one with the Son, who is one with the Father. This is when you get to look at your neighbor. Look at those around you. One with one another. (laughs) So the question remains to me, how do we become one? And how can we live into this fully, completely, as he says, perfectly even? Jesus' prayer, which is repeated a couple of times, is that we be fully one so that the world may know that the Father has sent the Son. And so that the world would know the love that is in the Son, that is the Father's, that is also in us from the beginning of all time. Jesus knows his love. He knows it so well that it pours deep into his entire being and pours out through him. He knows it so well that he lives a sinless life, desiring the Father's will over his own. He loves in many ways. He loves us by praying for us, by healing for us, for dying for us, by reminding us to go and sin no more, and by reminding us that we are not alone, no matter how alone we feel. And we all feel alone at times, don't we? I do. There are times that we go through things that we don't think anyone can possibly understand, whether it be financial struggles, health concerns, relationship struggles, or something simply internal. We don't think anyone can understand. And there's some truth in that. Nobody's walked your journey. No one's been in your shoes. But Jesus loves you so much. There's comfort available in the flesh of Jesus Christ. Enough to pray for you and me that we would be one. I believe that this uniting happens as we allow the love of the Father to penetrate us. We know that when Jesus left us in bodily presence, that he offered the Holy Spirit. In my understanding of the word of God and by my experience throughout the course of my life, all the more here at Asbury, I believe that the more we allow that love to sink into every fiber of our being, the more we can love the other better. 
the more we can love that, allow that love to spill over. Something I've learned in my journey at Asbury is that the more fully I allow the Spirit to move in and among me, the more I allow the Spirit to show me things about myself, my whole self, the parts I like and the parts I don't. And the more I allow Jesus' love to come over me in all these places, and that I am willing to walk into the rooms I don't want to go, the more free I can be by the love of Jesus who I was offered to by God the Father. The more I can experience the love and the more this love takes, the more I desire the Lord's will over my own. And the more I desire this love, this will, the more I can love another. The journey of this last four years at Asbury has been significant to me for many reasons. I've made lifelong friends. I've come to fall more deeply in love with my God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I've come to fall more deeply in the love with the Word of God. I've been filled with tools for study and ways to read and ask questions. I've been loved deeply in a way that I can say I've experienced chains fall off. Love, amazing love, has broken in. You see, friends, when we are loved deeply, knowing God intimately, not just knowing about God, but knowing God, we are able to go into the dark rooms that are locked and very, very scary. We can let the light of the Lord pour into them. And when we can do this, then we know real, true love. And when we can do this, we can accept ourselves as beautiful creations of the Most High God. And when we can do this, we live out in a way that you or I may have never experienced before. When we stop running from ourselves, when we stop running from true, intimate relationship with our Lord, when we stop running from another and we welcome all of these in, we will see we are far, far from alone. You see, friends, we have a God who loves me and you so deeply that he wants us to know this love, this love that brought the Son from heaven to dwell in flesh among us, to walk as we do, to experience the joys and trials of life on earth a man who, although fully God, gave up godly powers to live as you and I do. A God who, who had to rely on the Father for every word, every action, every breath, every piece of his being as you and I have to rely on the Holy Spirit. A God who loved you and me so dearly that he wanted us to be free, free to be more fully who you've been created to be, free to be with one another in our own identities, but united completely and perfectly in God's love. This prayer moves into a desire for you and I to share the same love for our brothers and sisters. We are made to be one, completely one. A God who says not only that he wants us to be one, as he and the Father are one, but completely and perfectly one so that we would know his glory and so that we would know why Jesus was sent and so that we would know this love that he had for us before the creation of the world. And this, my friends, requires surrender. Surrender of our whole selves. Surrender to the will of the Father. As we, disco as we discover this love, we are entrusted with a gift. A gift of becoming more fully ourselves with our own identities knowing we're not alone, but that we are free to be who we are created to be, 
put our own talents and gifts and skills. My cousin is a welder, and just a few months ago, I got to see his shop. And as I was preparing, I thought of the wheels that he welds together and all the pieces that he puts in them. And how if he didn't have the different pieces that were welded completely into one, the wheel would collapse. So friends, we need one another, the body, to be united. We need each of the gifts, each of the skills and the talents and the differences amongst you and I. And we need to cling to the one who sent us. We are entrusted with a gift to pass this love on, to care for one another because we're not alone. We are united to one another through the love of the Father that has sent the Son and offered the Holy Spirit. You're not alone. Use your lifeline or your parachutes. Peg likes to say you've always got a parachute, even when you're gone from here. The essence of this community at Asbury Theological Seminary reminds us of this, that we ought to not feel on, alone on the journey. When I first came here, I was able to share with myself, uh, share myself with my small group and the people that I was getting to know. But as life became more difficult and challenges arose, I didn't want to share and entrust um, the weakness and the, the desire or the need for help. Because what if? Fill in the blank. But sometime later, when I began to open myself up to this community, when I began to share more of my struggles and my pains, my joys and my sorrows, I found all but love. I'm not saying you go and share your deepest struggles with just anyone. Find someone trusted, a mentor, a friend, someone that's been on the journey longer than you. And be loved deeply. I was able to be loved in places of my being that I didn't like and didn't even know about. As I opened up myself to different dark rooms in my life and trusted my heart and soul to another, I was freed. As the love of the Lord poured into me, and may the love of the Lord pour into your life even more fully. David Benner says it like this. Every time I dare to meet God in the vulnerability of my sin and shame, this knowing is strengthened. Every time I fall back into self-improvement mode and try to bring God my best self, it is weakened. I only know divine, unconditional, radical, and reckless love for me when I dare to approach God just as I am. The more I have the courage to meet God in this place of weakness, the more I will know myself to be truly and deeply loved by God. And the more deeply I know this love, the easier it will be to trust it as Christ did, preferring God's will to my own. Thank you for being a part of my journey. Now, friends, some of us quite literally will be going. Some of us have counseling practices, churches, mission fields, or schools awaiting us. Some of us are yet to find out what is next. And some of us are sticking around here for more of the journey to come. Wherever you find yourself in this journey, I beg you to remember that you are not alone. 
You've never been alone. You have a God who has loved you from the beginning of time that has prayed for you to be one with him as he is with the Father, united by the Holy Spirit. A God who understands united love in a completely different way that breaks all barriers and chains. So stay connected. Keep letting that love pour through you. Abide with the God, the Father, and the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, so that you and I, my friends, can become completely one, perfectly one in the love of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for your lavish love for each and every one of us. I thank you for how you break in. I thank you that you are united with the Father, that we all can be united together. I thank you for the body, and I ask that you bless each and every one in this room, that you would teach and guide us, and that you would stir in our hearts to lean more deeply into you, abiding in you. In Jesus' name, amen.